If I were you, Mr. Goof, I'd seriously reevaluate the way you're raising your son before he ends up in the electric chair. Welcome in to the Bro Four Squad podcast, where we're just a bunch of bros drinking beer and talking movies. This is episode 117. I am your host, the Mayor Jeff Hornacek. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. Before we get into the movie discussion tonight, let's go around and meet the fellow bros with me. First, we go to our enforcer in the paint, Matt Geiger. Matt, a dude cut me off in traffic yesterday, and I did not follow him for five miles and then beat the shit out of him. Did I make a mistake, and what would you have done in that situation? Yes and no. Actually, on the way to the pod, a big-ass Dodge truck cut me off. True story. And I said, not today. Not fucking today. And I said, especially not in this climate. So I cut him off. And then followed him for three fucking miles and pulled up beside him, and he was African American. So I just did the Wakanda forever and said, "Sorry, my bad." And then just uh, I peeled <laughs> off left and went to. I, that is an actual true story. I'm not but even fucking kidding. Cut, that. You cut him off and then followed him from the front of him. <laughs> you led so him. He, he cut me <laughs> off and then I followed him. And oh. I thought I was like, you know what, truck? Not today. Like, not today. We're kneeling for the anthem. I'm going to fucking show you something. And actually, I, w- I, I was the asshole. So I I just went home. Geiger learned my, something uh, today. You're like, I need to work on Matt Geiger, I think is what I need to do. I'm the problem. I need to, le- I need to learn a little more about the, about the guy in here. <laughs> you can play a little catch-up on getting nose in here. <laughs> Lastly, we go to the American hero, Nate Thurman. Nate, 4th of July is coming up. Do you have plans to blow the shit out of anything with fireworks? I'm going to, yeah, blow the shit out of anything that gets close to me that's still alive. I've uh, been a huge pyromaniac my whole life, so any family fireworks celebration on the 4th, I've usually taken the reins on that and kind of led the way as the lead pyrotechnic, so... Fourth of July, I always get excited for and spend way too much money at the corner fireworks stand. Have you ever made sparkler bombs? Have you heard of these? You, I'm gonna I'm gonna be disappointed in myself and say no, I have not. You, maybe you've done this and just call it something different. Matt, have you done this? Sparkler yeah, bomb? Uh, Joe Exotic meme right now is not saying you ain't that gay. It's like you ain't that American then if you never made sparkler. <laughs> Take that, Carol Baskin, as he blows up his mattress. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but you still have to sleep somewhere tonight. So sparkler bombs are like you take like seven or eight sparklers and you duct tape the end of them together, like the part that would light up at the end. Yeah. And so when they get to that point, instead of lighting up, they just massively explode because the yeah. duct tape contains the flame. And it's very oh. loud. There's something else being added to my repertoire this year. <laughs> Shoot him a bullfrog's asses. Yeah. Whisker do's and whisker don'ts. And whisker don'ts. With her out of the scooter stick. the scooter stick. All right. Uh, if you've not listened to our show before, even if you have, you know Fuck that we... you. Yeah. I mean, welcome. No, but please have a seat. Um, we start every episode with the most important thing in any bro's life. And that is chess day. And our chess day tonight is the second ever draft that the Bro Force Squad has done. First one we did was a Star Wars character draft. Tonight, we are doing a draft of Adam Sandler's worst movies. Mm. Now, what that means is the three of us are going to go around from all of Adam Sandler's filmography and build a team of five films with the goal to be, build a defensible team 
of five of the shittiest movies he has made. So, for example, if you were to get something, again, this is all subjective, but if you were to get a movie like Happy Gilmore on your team at the end of this draft, that would probably not look good, right? You want to put together a list of his five worst movies. There's going to be some ones that you don't want on there, the good ones, but with that being said, we've got plenty to choose from. Yeah, and what really prompted this is, uh, it's a loose (laughs) segue, but Uncut Gems is actually on Netflix now, and I know that that was kind of a departure for him, and Matt and I got very mad at Adam Sandler for deciding all of a sudden that he wants to be taken seriously when the Academy Awards come around. After doing like six or seven straight to Netflix films that are he's, just—he's—he's he's like the husband that cheats on his wife and beats her all the time. Just raises his hand. Hey, I'm gonna try this year, by the way. Uh, so just take it seriously. Are you? And then gonna relapse around August? I get it. <laughs> yeah, he like doesn't get the Christmas gift that he wants. He's like, but well, you and I had a pretty good October, November. I don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah, but the other ten months of the year, you are infa- unfaithful. What have you done for me lately? That's kind of business it is. <laughs> All right, we're going to do a snake draft, meaning when you pick last at the end of one round, you will pick yep. first the next round. I randomly drew the order before, and it will go Thurmond, Geiger, and myself. Cool. So, again, we are drafting from all of the Adam Sandler filmography. Now, we have excluded, like, there's a bunch of movies he's made cameos in that I would prefer you don't include, but as long as you can defend it. Like, he's <laughs> technically in The Zookeeper. Is the first pick Andrew Luck? Like, really? <laughs> like, this is a can't miss, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, we've we've already got this one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's really going to get messy after pick one, because there's a oh, lot. Oh, for sure. It's I'm like, just excited okay, now. Pey- Peyton Manning goes first. Do you want Ryan Leaf at two? <laughs> or Charles Woodson? I don't know. What do we go with? All right, so, Nate, you are up and on the clock with the first pick in the Adam Sandler's Worst Movies Draft. What are you going with? And this is just semantics. But just so I don't lose track of my stuff. Are you keeping track of this somewhere? Yes. Okay. I, have the, I will update the spreadsheet as we go. And I'll... Perfect. Ridiculous six. Right off the bat. There it is. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Now, Nate, you and I talked about this off pod a little bit earlier. So not only is this movie horrible, not funny, and as it, I think a common theme includes Rob Schneider, but it's also very racially sensitive as well, right? Yeah, we were talking about this. I know there is... There's one character, not in the light of being racially insensitive to start off, but Taylor Lautner's character is a little slow, and I think they highlight that. But we were mentioning, I think there are some Native Americans in the movie that are also not shown in the best light as well. Um, But over, I mean, it is just so over the top. They're trying to make these jokes, a lot of stupid physical comedy. It's a poor excuse for a for a western it's unwatchable basically so i'm this, probably gonna turn it on tonight I, I think this came out same time as uh the magnificent seven remake reboot which actually kind of started our podcast i'm guessing mm-hmm. part of close. the humor is that it's close to that it's pretty yeah i think funny. this was the first or second in his straight to netflix deal movies that he signed Can't where remember. he's just laughing in all of our faces as he cashes his checks <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> motherfuckers and then you'll see him at the local ymca in like 1995 basketball shorts hooping it up you can buy better shorts than that it's, it's humorous all right tees. the ridiculous six is first off the board all right gagger you are up yeah so thurman apparently he likes his quarterback because he took some offensive line from the sec so nice. i'll just take I'll just take the white quarterback that has a cannon for an arm because this is the best fucking pick in this draft and that's jack 
and Jill. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? How did Jack and Jill fall to two? <laughs> he just fell in my lap. <laughs> so Sandler, mm. you know, Robin Williams, like, oh, let's dress him in drag and have him do a Williams voice. That's fucking money. Sandler's like, I can't act. I can't do anything. I can do kind of a weird voice like I do. Do you want me to do the weird voice that when I sung on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, just do that for a chick, and we'll just fucking make a money movie about it when you're twins. This is the worst movie, not only in this draft, that I've ever fucking seen in my entire life. I would rather have my wife strap a dildo and fuck me up the ass than watch this again. This is the worst <laughs> fucking... I would rather go to, through quarantine COVID-19 again than to watch this movie again. This is the worst movie I've ever fucking seen in my life. Ever. So you see, see the issue is I don't I can't remember when that came out. It's been a while. I've forgotten about it, and I've never seen it. So that's kind of a disadvantage in these shitty movies that I'm trying to pick is well, I haven't seen movies. these shitty movies. It's on back. FX sometimes. <laughs> Why Al, I don't know, but it is. Al Pacino is in Jack and Jill. Really? <laughs> like what the? How does that happen? What maybe like a top ten greatest actor of all time? Do you need money that bad? Even Anthony Hopkins that, is like, why would you do that? That's his agent saying, hey, you can be in this Scorsese film, but you gotta like be on set two days for Jack and Jill. It's like, whatever. And I think, if I remember right, his character is in love with Jill. I think is, so. God, I don't know, man. You get, sometime, like, that's going to be one on his deathbed. He's like, why did I do that? All right, Jack and Jill off the board. So Ridiculous Six first, Jack and Jill second. This is where it gets a little muddy, right? Um, I so I have back to back picks. Uh, yep. I think, and I'm you gonna, could go back to back sequels, actually. I, I, dude, I think I think I'm gonna do it. I think I'm gonna go Grown Ups and Grown Ups too. Yeah. Uh oh. Both absolutely horrible films. Kuiper is not gonna hate you for doing this at all. It's like safe pick here. Got to go both the Grown Ups, <laughs> although the. The second one, they got rid of Rob Schneider, but they kept Kevin James, so it's like they're still... One thing I always wonder with these, these movies, why the fuck does Chris Rock slum it with these guys? Like, come on, bro. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. I don't know. He could be doing better things this time. Like, just do stand-up. Well, and the second one doesn't have a... Uh, God damn it, what's that word? A plot at all. Yeah. Like, the at first all. one is the one where they pee in the swimming pool. Isn't that hilarious? No, that's the second one. Is it where is? They pee in the which no, is the one where is the sorry, that is the first one. You're you're right. Is do they both have Shaq or is that just the second one? That's just the second one. <laughs> I feel good, dude. That's a solid one two combo there. That I got is actually it's a nice little Mike Tyson one two jab. <laughs> All right. So I have the two grown ups movies. Geiger, back to you. Who is gonna who are you gonna pair up with Jack and Jill? I'm gonna reach a little bit. Gonna uh -oh. do a little reach. It's <laughs> Mr. Deeds. What? Wow. All right. Stop. Just defend Stop. it. Stop. Can you hear me out before you fucking take the pitchforks on my lawn? This is not that bad a movie, but this is his Jim Carrey liar liar where you just see him jumping over the cliff. Because after this, it is all fucking downhill from here. So I'm going to pick Mr. Deeds because he was on fire until Mr. Deeds. And you're like, this isn't that bad. And then after that, he just slowly, you know, just started. It's, it's like when you see your wife sending news to somebody, you're like, okay, maybe this is not that big a deal. And then you catch your 
fucking the, you know, mailman. It was a slow fucking turn, but Mr. Deeds is where it started. It's not that bad a movie, but it's not up to his fucking par at this time. So I'm going to pick Mr. Deeds. I'm, I'm not going to say I agree with you, but I appreciate the thought you put into this. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> it does, as long as you can defend it. Yeah. Yeah, you put a good argument. That's what I learned from Banner. It doesn't have to be right. Just defend it well. Yeah. <laughs> Nate, you got back-to-back picks. Of course, you take took Take off the... your shirt and slam the table a lot, and people will believe you. Like that Dwight Schrute in that one scene in the office where he gives the speech like Hitler. Yeah. Start clapping. All right, Nate, who are you going to pair with the Ridiculous Six? You have back-to-back picks here. Oh, boy. Again, this is tough because I haven't seen some of these, but I'm, I know from hearsay that they're shitty. Reputation can sometimes speak greater volumes. Um, but just out of my own well-being and making sure I can argue that they are shitty, we're going to go – man, this is a tough one. Going back and forth. Okay, so we're uh, don't mess with the Zohan. I know that's going to be my first one. Yeah. Let's talk about the plot to that real quick. So he plays a former Middle Eastern terrorist who has aspirations and dreams of owning his own salon. That's funny. Yeah, who came up with that one? And put him in some short-ass jean shorts. If I remember right, there's a scene where he attacks someone with, like, his toes. You know you one, need that to be a good salon owner. One positive, though, Emmanuel Shariki, who's Salon and Entourage, is in it. So, um, He normally gets hot chicks in his movies. Like, isn't he married to Selma Hayek in the grown-up movies? Is he? Yeah, which, like, I mean, I would cast her as my wife, too, I guess. Yeah. And then, yeah, there's obviously, I think Brooklyn Decker's in, well, Brooklyn Decker and Jennifer Aniston and Just Go With It and... Jennifer Aniston and the do-over. Yep. Uh, Jennifer Aniston in a lot, because she's in uh, Murder Mystery also. Oh, wait, hold on. No, I'm thinking, yeah, I got that mixed up. Never mind. She's not in the the do-over. And then Jessica Biel, and I now pronounce Chew Chuck and Larry. I mean, he just picks hot chicks and throws them in his films. Um, Okay, yeah, I've decided. We're going to go with the do-over for my second pick. Not Not buying Adam Sandler as a badass secret agent. No, th- that movie just jumps all over the place. I mean, it's – I say it was tough to keep up with. Like, it had a lot of depth to it. It didn't. It was just pretty random, and they, they tried to piece this together with him as a secret agent and then put, put a sentimental backstory to it, if I remember correctly. But it was – that or Ridiculous Six was one of the first two they put out on Netflix, like I said a second ago. But they are both equally shitty. So you have two pieces of his Netflix trash. You have The Ridiculous Six and, of course, The Do-Over. So your team is The Ridiculous Six. Don't mess with The Zohan and The Do-Over. Geiger, we're back to you. You so far have Jack and Jill and Mr. Deeds. So what is your third pick in the worst Funny people. It's a good pick. Do you know why it's a good pick? Because it sucks and it's really depressing. Thurman, do you know why it's a good pick? Uh, what was that? Sorry, I missed that. Do you know why funny you know why people funny is people's a good pick? Um, with your last explanation of how Mr. Deeds was a good pick, I'm guessing you have something to support it, but I really have nothing. I thought it was a good movie. Probably because it's plagiarism. 
from, stole it from a comedian. Have you heard this, Jeff? Uh, I don't think so. You, Ooh. Either of you heard this story? Breaking news. So they stole this actually from a comedian that writ this script, and basically they said they took him to court. I'm trying to find it on the internet, and I apologize. I don't have the guy's name, but I've heard this so many times on the radio. So they stole this entire script from basically a comic that wrote this, and Sandler and Rogan just stole it and just fucking did the movie without him and didn't give him any credit at all. And it was terrible, and it wasn't fucking good at all, and it was stupid. And Judd Apatow used the film to play, like, his own kids' actual home movies for yeah. like 15 minutes. So was- it was it was basically, um, basically plagiarism. And whenever I saw it, I... Whenever Sandler does serious stuff, can I just say... Don't tell me, well, it's just because he's a comedian. You don't take him. No, Robin Williams did it. You're just not that fucking good of an actor, Sandler. That's why we don't take you seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, look at Robin Williams. Look at Tom Hanks. That's range. He just doesn't have it. Well, I had no idea the story behind that film. <clears throat> if you can I'm, find the work I'm cited still, on that, that might be I will, have you, I will have more. I'm still searching in it. Of course, yeah, Google won't bring it up, but... Google hiding. I just remember the movie being really morose. One part of the movie, though, that is funny, and this is not Adam Sandler's credit, Eric Bana, as the guy who's, like, obsessed with rugby and is, like, yeah. explaining, now this fucker here is going to tackle this fucker and going to pitch the <laughs> ball back to this fucker. <laughs> I was like, I want to watch rugby with you, but I don't want to watch this movie anymore. No. I'll have a couple beers and watch a match with you, but that's it. All right, so I'm up. I have Grown Ups and Grown Ups 2, and I have to make two picks here. Um, first pick is relatively easy. If any of you guys like this movie, I'll be shocked. But Little Nicky? Uh, I didn't I mean, mind it. What? I was, if that was still around, I was going to His, gonna, I was his accent was terrible. That's like my least favorite Adam Sandler. I love him when he's yelling and he's angry. That one, I cannot stand. And I feel like... He spent half his time on SNL making that voice, which is really annoying to me. Yeah, it was just over the top with the voice, and like I think he's hunched over the whole time, and like he's doing something weird with his lip and the hair across the face. Ugh, stop it! And like, I, 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 the plot doesn't bother me. Like, I don't care that he's Satan's son. There's a lot of humor that can be derived from that. Mm-hmm. The whole movie, though, it's just like they went for like shock value humor. Yeah. It's like. Even at the time when it should have been like cool to me because I was too young to be watching it, I was like, I don't really like this at all. <laughs> Didn't really hit the mark. All right, so Little Nicky is paired up with both Grown Ups movies for me. It's getting a little crowded now, but I'm gonna. It's all. If you ever have struggles with this, ask yourself: Is Kevin James also in this movie? And it's usually a safe bet. So I'm gonna go with I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Because wow. the main comedic device here is that they pretend to be gay. Isn't that hilarious? That's awesome. It's so fucking funny. And this also started uh, Adam Sandler and Kevin James like, hey, we should just only make movies together. And it'll be fun. Yep. We'll just play the same characters and we'll go to Hawaii and film it. Great idea. And also Selma Hayek is my wife. Did I mention that? You didn't, but sounds great. Can we and also I get to touch them? Jessica Beale's boobs? And my and my wife is in it too. She's like a yoga instructor for a second. Just you know, throw her a bone. Yeah, people helping people. 
She didn't just get this job because she's my wife. That had nothing to do with it. And also, let's have the worst crew of Saturday Night Live ever star in it, too. Sorry, not sorry. They are, like, the worst crew. They're they're fine, but they're the worst crew. Other than today, they're the worst crew. I It's funny because Kevin Nealon hangs out with them a lot, and I'm like, you were kind of the generation before, and I actually think you're funny. I mean, Why do you- don't. And don't comment at me that, like, Steve Martin and their crew is worse. There's no fucking way. No. And even the 90s crew with Will Ferrell and Chris Kattan, like, get the fuck, Molly Shannon, get the fuck out of here. That's, like, the worst crew right there. Even with Mike Myers, that's the worst crew. Yeah, now, uh, Matt, I think you and I have talked about this before, Nate. Real quick, I would be interested to get your opinion. If Farley was still alive, do you think he would have kind of prevented them from falling into this? Or would he no. be victim of it as well? Uh- I don't want to think he would be victim, but if I'm thinking I, realistically, he would probably sneak into yeah. one or two of the movies, which sucks. Thurman, it's the Kurt Cobain theory. You know Kurt Cobain would be playing just douchey train rock right now if he was still alive. You gotta die young, man. Chris Farley would be in these movies, I guarantee you. Yep. And he would not I be know. funny. I don't want to think about it's it. It's sad, but it's true. Do you think Kevin James got the call up because Chris Farley died? Like that's his role Absolutely. now. Absolutely. Hey, fat guy, fill in. Okay, I like, get paid, right? You want to do drugs and be funny? You're gonna die young. You want to get off drugs? You're gonna be this guy. What do you yeah. want? It's a tough one. Can I think about it? You've got 24 hours. <laughs> All right, Nate. Or excuse me, Geiger, you're up. You have Jack and Jill, Mr. Deeds, and Funny People so far. Michael Scott. They just always give an ultimatum at the end. Uh, I will pick Uncut Gems, Jeff. Really? And I will tell you why. Got a lot of details here. Never seen the movie. Um, But don't fucking come to me after making eight years of shit and then raise your hand and say, Hey, Oscars, pay attention to me now. He was, I hate when people are like, Adam Sandler got snubbed. I'm like, dude, you can't just fuck off for eight years and then say, hey, I'm going to try now so everyone pay attention. No, no, no. That's not the way it fucking works. Maybe if you're Pesci, I understand that because he has done fucking brilliant work his entire career. But if you're just going to do shit for a while and then get pissed off because the Oscars snub you get the fuck out of here. I have not watched this movie. I know it's on Netflix. I know Kevin Garnett's in it, which is awesome because he was in a, uh, the dynasty Celtics, which only won one title, which makes no sense to me, but I don't give a fuck. Don't fucking fuck off for five years. and Then try for me. I will never watch this movie. Don't care. It's probably a piece of shit. <laughs> and again, I don't taste. mind the- I don't mind that he wanted to get paid. I get that, but you, you, we have to both acknowledge what this is. You can't have the best of both worlds. You can't do the shitty right. movies because Netflix pays you out the ass. You can't and then be sudden, your girlfriend and fuck every guy in town. It's like, hey, now I'm gonna bang you. Bad analogy. You'd probably still have sex with her. Um, you can't like be a a Chinese restaurant and have shitty food all the time. Then he goes like, hey, we're gonna try now. You should come in. You know, don't. Don't fuck with my emotions. You haven't tried for literally like eight to ten years. And I am I we don't agree with a lot that the Academy does, but I do think they were right to kind of ignore him. Yeah. His performance here. Leo had to wait. Fucking Leo had to wait. I think Adam <laughs> Sandler can chill in the back of the line. He's like, Well, where's mine? <laughs> did you did you fight a bear? I don't think like so. Leo had to fucking wait, dude. Are you serious? Look at all the Why fucking. Why are you putting out good shit? He's done. Yeah. He's done gold. 
All right, Nate, your last two picks. You have so far the Ridiculous Six, Don't Mess with the Zohan, and the Do-Over. Now, Geiger has made some statement picks, so there's still yeah. some talent I, left I on really the board. I really hate that all my picks are on Banner's DVR. <laughs> no, knowing Banner, he's like, DVR, I own them. Like, he has <laughs> the tangible copies. He's the only one that still has, like, physical media. I love it. Yeah, so I got my last two picks. Um, so we're going to go with the Cobbler. Mm. Great pick. Cannot believe the cobbler made it to the fifth round. Yeah. The premise behind this, I don't even know. I have actually watched this. It's been a while, but really don't even know what compelled me to watch it because the premise is pretty stupid from my recollection. Is that he puts shoes on of people and he turns into them or something because he's a shoemaker, a.k.a. a cobbler. But it was just too out there. Another was, part of his there was nothing. I mean, there's nothing. There's no depth to it. There was no substance to it, which isn't a surprise with the draft that we're doing here, but yeah, there's just nothing going on. It, it was literally kind of compared to like a, a Seinfeld because it's a show about nothing. This was a movie about nothing. Have you seen the South Park where Cartman has the device to come up with Adam Sandler movie plots? Uh -huh. He's like, he makes a robot and pretends like, well, he dresses up as a robot, pretends he's like, can compute Adam Sandler plots, and he goes, so Adam Sandler is like, stranded on an island, and then he like, becomes friends with a coconut. <laughs> to me, that's the, so Adam Sandler like, makes shoes, and then like, becomes the person who wears the shoes. It's like, so stupid, but you're like, all right, but the premise is crazy. If he talks in a funny voice, and we uh -huh. throw a big Swartz in at some point. It could be there. And correct me yeah. if I'm wrong, but this was also part of his straight to Netflix deal, right? I think so. This may have been no, well, I don't think it was. It well, it may have been straight to Netflix. I just know it wasn't one of the ones that was once he signed that big. He signed like a five or six movie deal. I don't think this was part of that uh, because this came out in 2014. So I think it was before that. Um, if it came out in theaters, like four people saw it. I don't know. They probably made a lot more um, off the concessions for this one. but Matt, you missed it, but uh, do you remember the South Park where Cartman is pretending to be Osimo and he comes up with the Adam Sandler plot ideas? Kind of. <laughs> well, Nate was describing the plot to the cobbler where Adam Sandler makes shoes for people and then when they wear them, he gets to like, warp into their body. I was like, that sounds like an awesome idea. So Adam Sandler is like making shoes. Do do we hate like Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider? Like literally they're on their deck in California reading these stupid ass scripts. Like, dude, if you're going to pay me to do this, I would do it too. I, I would too, for sure. Like, cool. Whatever. Yeah. We're shitting on him, but he. As long as I'm 38 and I have these 21 year olds walking through my deck in a bikini and yeah, whatever. Cool. Let's just keep doing it. Yeah, I guess Sounds we should great. clarify. Adam Sandler is able to do this and make all these movies because he has a, he had a solid foundation in the late 90s and early 2000s to work off of. So, yeah. all right, your last pick. So far, you have a very strong team. Ridiculous Six, Don't Mess with the Zohan, The Do-Over, and The Cobbler. Damn. I haven't seen any of these movies. That's a good that should... such a great team. Yes, that should prove my point. Um, no way I'll ever watch them either. No. And then we're gonna we're gonna reach for this one. Probably not a fan favorite pick here, but we're gonna go with Click 
for my final pick. And my main reasoning behind this is it's not a bad movie. It has a good meaning behind it, sure. But you can't pull out the fucking lost trick and say, oh, it was all a dream and none of this even mattered in the end because it didn't fucking happen. And so that pisses me off. And it's depressing it. as fuck. It is. It's depressing and it's a dream doesn't matter. And that that's what pisses me off more is that it actually affected me. And I did get depressed. Yeah, it then, really it messed with my head. Although one silver lining, Kate Beckinsale's in it. So. Oh, for sure. Yeah, throw her anything. And, but again, she's his fucking wife. I mean, this is the theme. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like he just goes Summer through the tent. High, uh, Kate Beckinsale. Brooklyn he dated Decker. the chick that Andy Roddick fucked and then decided Brooklyn to go Decker. with Jennifer Aniston and whatever that was called. Oh, you poor thing. What a bad consolation prize. All right, so Nate's final team is Ridiculous 6. Don't mess with the Zohan, the Do-Over, the Cobbler, and Click. That's going to be tough to beat. That's like the 2015 Warriors team. Solid. All right, Geiger, your last pick. So far, you have Jack and Jill, Mr. Deeds, Funny People, and Uncut Gems. What are you going to round it out with? I'm going to go with That's My Boy. Yeah, good pick. That is a terrible <laughs> fucking movie. It's very, it's very bad. Anytime, if, if you have to say, Adam Sandler, you got to do a voice, I'm like, I will say this is going to be a terrible movie. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And remember when Andy Samberg, we thought that was a good idea for like a Hollywood role? Remember that? Like We're like, oh, minutes. he does these funny like little YouTube videos that we didn't even know was on Saturday Night Live. We didn't even know what the fuck Saturday Night Live was then because we thought, oh, yeah, that was a thing when I was a kid. I didn't even know that was still a thing. And he danced and he sung and he was in Hot Rod and we thought he was funny. And we we're like, no, he's just like an Adam Sandler crony, but he's not as good as movies. That's one of the worst movies I've ever fucking seen in my life. But yet I will still watch it. So I mean, that's on me. I'm a sick person. It's not on you guys listening. But that's a terrible fucking movie. I'll pick That's My Boy. I was hoping that would fall to me in the last round. But <laughs> that. It's it's like a uh, vanilla ice is in it, which is kind of cool. And and Adam Sandler does a great job bringing back people that need money. Uh, that's why Davis I almost picked the it, longest right? yard because everyone in that movie needs money. But I think I just teed up Jeff. Is that a segue? I'm not gonna take the longest yard. Really? Okay. I good. Because everyone like that. in that movie needs money. And if you ever seen the original longest yard with Burt Reynolds, it oh, yeah. is way fucking better. <laughs> Way better. The, the original one actually kind of takes itself seriously. Yeah. Which works. Although, Burt Reynolds, rest in peace, why did he come back for the Adam Sandler one? No one why needed not? that. <laughs> All right, so Matt's team, uh, Jack and Jill, Mr. Deeds, Funny People, Uncut Gems, and That's My Boy. I'll say this. Outside of Jack and Jill, like when, if we were to show this to Banner and be like, what's the order Matt picked these in? I don't think he would ever guess them correctly. A lot of depth. <laughs> There's no, no. way. There's no <laughs> way. some good stuff there. Banner's going to be like, that's my boy lasted till the second to last pick. The fuck are you guys doing? It would have been Jack and Jill, that's my boy, than the rest of them. There's no way he would have. <laughs> we should maybe do that as our next episode, is try to have him pick the order I picked these in. <laughs> And the reason. Um, all right. So last pick of the draft for me so far. I have both the Grown Ups movies, 
Little Nicky, and I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh, man, this is really getting close because there's a couple of these. Like every film left, I at least can think of one redeeming quality in it. Like Pixels, the movie's horrible. Josh Gad is in it. But Peter Dinklage is really funny in that movie. Pixels was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Pixels was really bad. but It's got a really hot chick in it, so I left it. Michelle Monaghan. And again, Peter Dinklage is hilarious as the guy who like has the all-time high score at Pac-Man, but people like think he cheated or was on steroids or whatever. Um, I guess, I guess I'll go with Blended, which was the, I actually I don't think this was straight to Netflix, but this is like the 19th movie he did with Drew Barrymore. And as Nate kind of pointed out, maybe you pointed this out earlier, he just used it as a reason to take a vacation to Africa yep. where they play like two, he of course falls in love with Drew Barrymore for the 36th time. And they each Terry have kids. Cruz is in it. Terry Cruz. They each have kids from a previous marriage. And it's just really a vehicle for him. This might have been a time where Drew Barrymore actually needed a bone thrown to her. She was like, hey, Adam, I'm kind of struggling here a little bit. He's like, oh, no problem. I got this Netflix deal. Just fucking come hang out. So blended, no redeeming quality. It wasn't really funny. And I don't have a problem with Drew Barrymore, but at a certain time, you got to quit going back to the well. Like, how often is Jordan just going to do his fadeaway? We need another shot. It's almost like Pacino, Pesci, and De Niro. Like, dude, we can't just keep doing this. I think The Irishman taught us that. Yeah. Like, it was a fine movie, but it's just not what it used to be. At this point, you're taking advantage of me. So my final team is Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2, Little Nicky, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry, and Blended. So... Pretty solid group. Also, my fiance. The Grown Ups Two and Grown Ups One is almost like the Morris twins from KU. You got to take both of them. You can't just my, take one. My fiance can hear me from the other room, and she goes, "You did not just draft fifty first dates." And I'm gonna be like, "No, I didn't." <laughs> That's <laughs> not a bad movie. It's fine. I don't really. I, I wouldn't die on the fifty first dates hill. I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine. Also, another thing I noticed. Sean Astin pops like Rudy pops up in a lot of these. He's in Click. He's in Fifty First Dates. I'm sure he's in. So's Terry from Reno Nine One One, which I hate. Oh, Nick Swartzen. Yeah. yeah, I you hate that he's you know a Sandler crazy? guy. If you were to watch Nick Swartzen stand up, it is hilarious. But his movie roles, for whatever reason, are just atrocious. Like uh, he's great in Reno Nine One One too. Fantastic. What's the movie where he plays the porn star? Dickie Roberts? Yeah. Oh, terrible. My Fucking terrible. I mean, we live in a world where that movie was made. Kevin James won stand-up. It may be, uh, he may be able to have more than one stand-up, but Horns knows which one I'm talking about. Kevin James' stand-up is pretty solid. It's like a top ten. Top <sighs> pretty solid. Yeah. yeah. Sweat the small stuff. And it's hard to yeah. imagine. But I mean, even King, even King of Queens is great. I think Geiger loves King of Queens. Yeah. Nope. No, really? Nope. Like his non, like I think his closing. Everyone all... loves Raymond's way better than King of Queens. The only thing good about King of Queens is uh, Stiller's dad. That's it. I hate wow. Kevin James. Cannot fucking stand him. Well, I think it's, it's, haven't it's, seen his stand up though. I think his last bit in the stand up is all non verbal. It's a non verbal joke. But like throughout the stand up, like his non verbal cues and everything, they're really good. Then the last bit, Nate, is that when he talks about how women pick out greeting cards? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. <laughs> All right, that does it for our Adam Sandler's Worst Movies Draft. 
Uh, it's pretty close. We're going to have to have Boehner come on next episode and evaluate. He'll do the Mel Kuyper, Todd McShay post-draft grades for us. Can't wait but, to hear it. <laughs> right, I mean, it's too close to call right now, even with my biased opinion. All right, that brings us to the second part of our show, which is our protein shake, where we go around and talk about what is in our cup, also known as what have we watched lately. I have four things. One of them is Labor of Love, which I know Geiger and I are going to want to talk about at the end. Uh, Geiger, how many things do you have? I have three things, not counting Labor of Love. Okay. And Nate, they're hot like... off, the, off the press. <laughs> Nate, how many things have you seen? Uh, four that I wrote down. All right. Nate, why don't you go first? What's in your cup? Cool. So I uh, started off with a new TV show. I think it's new. I think it came out last year. I actually don't know like the status on it, but we'll watch it on Hulu. What We Do in the Shadows. Uh, mm. So it's really interesting concept. Uh, it's based off a, a, I think, 2014 movie by Tika Watiti, the director of uh, Jojo Rabbit and Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it follows these vampires who have been alive for hundreds of years, but it's shot in like an office style documentary. So they're talking to the camera, they're doing the floating heads, but they're living pretty normal lives. It's fucking hilarious. If not, if, if no one's watching it, I would highly recommend it. It's a really different type of humor, but it's really done really well. Um, and Tika Waititi, I think is, a genius yeah so. man he needs i would love him to do uh, obviously we don't have movies right now but i would love him to do more like just straight up comedies obviously he made thor ragnarok a great movie and a comedy he made jojo rabbit kind of a comedy but i'd love him to just yeah. do like a comedy yeah He's straight comedy would be director. awesome to see from him and that's i haven't seen the movie which i need to go back and watch that uh, but i know he like executive produces or i mean he obviously has some hand in creating the content for this because he created the idea. Yeah. Um, but this is yeah, basically a straight straightaway comedy. Uh, but but yeah, the way they shoot it is amazing. Um, I'm trying to think who else. There's not really anyone else in it. Nate from The Office, if you remember him, he's in it. Um, he plays like kind of. He was like a warehouse guy. He was kind of a okay. secondary character, but he was pretty good. Right. Uh, but yeah, what we do in the shadows, really funny, really shot well. Um, other thing that I watched recently on Netflix, kind of depressing, but the Epstein doc. So not sure who else has put that in their hopper to watch. I have watched a documentary about him, but I haven't watched this one. But, well, I take that back. I wa My wife watched 20 minutes of it, and I just stopped watching it because I'm like, I know everything they've already said because – it didn't tell me anything new, so I just stopped. Yeah, and that it. was the thing, and that's one of the reasons that I really jumped into it because I didn't know too much about it. I hadn't kept up with it when it was in the news and everything. So it was the crazy thing about that is even the, after watching the Epstein doc, like you can tell the web that's still out there that's not uncovered is insane. Like, yeah, there's so many more connections out there, like high level people that weren't uncovered that probably unfortunately never will be uncovered at this point. Well, we it's, have the, uh, f did they go into the flight log where it actually talked about like Tom Hanks and some of these, like, I didn't hear that one, but Bill Clinton denies ever going to his Island 
and the flight log shows he was on the plane 26 this, times. This is the problem I have with all these documentaries is I watched I watched an Epstein documentary like two months ago, yeah. and they didn't really talk about names. I'm like, I want names. I already know what the fuck he did. And this one didn't talk about names. My wife watched the whole thing, and she's like, you didn't miss anything. Because they had like Tom Hanks, Bill Clinton, like fucking big names, and they won't go into it. So I'm like, if you're not going to go into this shit, I'm not going to fucking watch it. Because I already scared of getting killed if they actually name I mean, the Netflix stuff, yeah. they, they talked about Bill Clinton quite a bit. They talked about Prince Andrew quite a bit with the royal Prince family. Prince Andrew's another one, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, if you already if you already knew a lot about it, they may have not touched on anything you didn't know. There's a lot of backstory too, like when it got started, like back in 1996 with with uh, two sisters, and like the whole background behind that, and how he got his money and how he got into the, that business world and everything, which is still kind of a mystery. So, does it get into? And I'm sorry if you said this while I was taking a piss, but speculation about his death, or is it really just about like why? A like, little bit. There's a little bit at the end, but um, yeah, that that's that's a whole nother podcast episode. See that? Yeah, that's why I didn't really watch it because his death. About I just want to I just want to know who he's connected to, and no one has ever given me that at all. So I just don't really care. Yeah. To watch it. Yeah, it's a. I mean, obviously he's a very sick fuck, but the the web of. And, like, the web of girls that will probably never be uncovered or anything. Like, the hundreds is what it sounds like. So This is probably a dumb oh, yeah. question. Is he in jail for the pedophilia stuff? Or did he commit, like, some white-collar crime and that's why they originally died? Came? No, no, I know he died in prison, but I'm asking, like, but why? Oh. Yeah. Oh, it was, yeah, it was it was uh, sex trafficking and stuff like that. Okay. I couldn't remember if he got, put, like, put in for some, like, insider trading or something. And then it came out, like, oh, BT dubs. Nah, yeah, it was, it was always for that. Um, moving on to the happier note, um, two things I kind of went back because people have been talking about them recently, and I've heard things about them, to uh, animated movies, and I've just never gotten around to watching them. But Wreck-It Ralph, watched that um, mm. recently. Really great. Uh, Very underrated. John C. Riley, great yeah. voice actor. Yeah, try to... Yeah, I tried at the very beginning. I, I didn't look at the cast up or anything. I was trying to figure it out. And finally, I was like, oh, it's John C. Riley. Um, yeah, John C. Riley is in it. Uh, I think uh, uh, Mindy Kaling is in it. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's some I, other people I can't remember. I haven't seen the second one. I believe Stan Lee has a cameo in the first one, also, right? Uh, in the he plays first. himself briefly. Oh, does he really? I could be wrong. I think it's the first one. Is this the one that has all the Disney princesses in it, like with a, in a scene? Or is it the second one? Mm, it, it's got to be the second one, I think. Yeah, I don't remember it being in the first one. Yeah, because you definitely watched it last night. All right, well, maybe I'm just only thinking. Maybe I've only seen the second one. <laughs> yeah, first one is great, though. Yeah, kind of underrated since... I hadn't heard much about it, but I knew it was out there. And then, last thing I watched recently, went back, another animated was Big Hero 6, uh, which I actually like better than Wreck-It Ralph. Um, wow. Yeah. Really, I, I don't know, I really enjoyed that one. It it had a good theme to it, um, touching a little bit with the, with the brother dying. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's pretty upbeat for the most part. Most movies you'll kind of go through a little lull at some point, but for the most part, it had 
kind of a crescendo throughout the whole thing. It kept me interested in throughout throughout all of it. I've heard very good things about Big Hero Six, and it is a Marvel property, so I'm like extra interested to go check yeah. that out. That one is yeah, on Disney Bi- Plus, right? Yeah, Bimax, I think, is the name of the robot, and it really, really well done. I don't know the actor's name who does the the voice of it, but he's uh, kind of like uh, uh, Liz Lemon's right hand man in Thirty Rock. Mm. Bimax, is he, the, is he the like inflatable one? Yeah, inflatable. Yeah, he's an invention to help with like healthcare and diagnosing people and stuff like that. And then the younger brother has to turn him into kind of a crime fighting machine. And then they team up. Uh, T.J. Miller is in it as well, and one of the Damon brothers, I believe, is in it. So that's oh, good stuff. TJ and what happened? Yeah. <laughs> One of the Damon brothers. I think you meant the Wayans brothers, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, you, Damon Wayans is what, yeah, you meant the Wayans brothers. And it's not even him. He's even more, like, what the fuck? They're all. (laughs) One of those guys is in it. I don't know. Damon Wayans is in it as well. (laughs) Don't promise me that. Fuck. Big Hero 6 is on my list. Uh, anything else, Nate? No, that's it. All right. I've Geiger. done enough damage. Geiger save, yeah, obviously, cool. labor of love. Yeah, well, if you're still with us, I'm going to lose the rest of the people that are listening to us <laughs> and some of our subscribers, because I got some fucking hot opinions, Jeffrey. First off, Netflix. I watched Seinfeld stand up. Don't like Seinfeld. Don't think his show's good at all. Think it sucks. <laughs> Don't think it's funny. What's his stand-up stand up like fucking now? blows. I don't know. Just what, type in blows? Seinfeld and it'll come up. I've heard he's like out of touch in his stand-up. What? what the, what's the deal with people? They go on the airline and they just want to leave. But when they're on the airplane, then they just want to land. And then once they land, they just want to get their car. People just don't want to be where they're at. I'm just like, dude, I, I, I was so glad when I watched this like, I'm not old enough to think this is funny. That's that's good. I'm like, still why would I want to sit on an this airplane? This is fucking terrible. <laughs> why would I want to be on an airplane? <laughs> He's not funny at all. I don't think Seinfeld. I, if you want to have this conversation, Home Improvement's a better show than Seinfeld. If you want to go 90s shit, like I, Seinfeld is not a good show. I don't think it's funny at all. It doesn't hold up well. I'll at least say that. It didn't hold up when it, I was a 90s kid. I didn't think it was fucking funny. Seinfeld's not that funny. And to just cruise right into that, you see how I led this? It's a fucking white Jewish guy, so I'm going to go right into an Asian. Bruce Lee 3030. Does anyone give a fuck about this? Why the hell do we even have this? Uh, Bruce Lee 3030. I was like, ooh, a Bruce Lee 3030. I'm going to watch this. And then literally half an hour before, I started thinking, I've never seen a Bruce Lee movie. Don't really give a fuck about Bruce Lee. I know his son. He was in The Crow. I like that movie. Do you think this is going to be touched on? No. I watched half an hour of this. Do not care at all about it. At all. (laughs) I don't understand. Now, it is kind of interesting that Bruce Lee started the genre. If we didn't have Bruce Lee, we wouldn't have Chuck Norris. We wouldn't have Steven Seagal. We wouldn't have Jean-Claude Van Damme. We probably wouldn't even have Sylvester Stallone. But why is this a 30 for 30? He's not an athlete. Like, this should be, like, an HBO thing. Am I right? Like, this isn't sports. I I never thought about it that way. I haven't seen it. I've heard that it is underwhelming from people I've talked to. 
Damn. But, so they went from the last dance to the Lance Armstrong one, which was kind of meh, and then Bruce yeah. Lee, just kind of meh. I kind of for I I I don't wear Livestrong bracelets anymore, so I don't care. And then Bruce Lee. So the third thing, Step Brothers, and everyone's like Geiger. Whoa, I like Step. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm I'm just gonna fucking say this. This is don't the greatest comedy okay. ever in the world. Period. And if you want to bring up something, oh. Geiger, what about Dumb and Dumber? Okay, you want to have the conversations, Will Federer, is Will Ferrell better than Jim Carrey? We can have that conversation. Is Jeff Daniels as good or better than John C. Riley? We can have that conversation. Okay, who's better than Derek in Dumb and Dumber? The biggest douchebag and funniest douchebag in the history we of have, We have no Derek in Dumb and, Dumb and Dumber. We have uh, no uh, Mary Steenburgen in Dumb and Dumber. We have no uh, the dad. I can't remember his actor's name, but we have no Richard him in Dumb Jenkins. and Dumber. This, this this fucking movie. It was on FX, and with like the cuts and everything, this is the greatest comedy ever. Period. I think it's better than Airplane. It's better than Dumb and Dumber. It's better than fucking everything. This is the greatest comedy I've ever fucking seen in my life. In the theaters, I remember seeing it. I still quote it today. Every fucking line is better than Dumb and Dumber. It's the greatest comedy ever. We probably are coming in with Derek. hot takes. Yeah. <laughs> He's not fucking around today. I love it. We probably quote Derek more than uh, any of the actual two brothers, than Dale or uh, yeah. Brennan, right? Yeah. <laughs> Super Chef Bobby Flay and the Cubes. It was it was too much. It was almost too much. <laughs> What's this guy's? I don't I don't know. Well, it's considered a trophy fish, so I yeah. I guess whenever he said, "I've had a carb since 2007," like every fucking line he gives, I'm just. And I told my wife, I'm like, there is not this guy in Dumb and Dumber or Ace Ventura or Airplane. Like, there is not this guy in it. The third build guy that honestly steals a show every fucking scene he's in. It is the greatest perfect comedy I've ever fucking seen. Better than any comedy I've ever seen. And I love Dumb and Dumber, but it's better than that. I think Geiger probably does this this line better than anyone else. But he's like, hope you made warm apple pie. Oh, I made a peach <laughs> cobbler. Huh. huh. <laughs> so we just didn't such watch, a dick to his mom. <laughs> we didn't watch IMAX into the volcano so that we could come over here and eat peach cobbler. Mom, what the fuck? So the reason I brought this up is me and my wife were watching on FX, and she's like, "Do you remember watching this in theaters?" I was like, "Yeah, I remember watching it with my college roommate." And I remember when we left, we were drinking at a bar, and he looked at me and said, "Is that the greatest comedy we've ever seen in our lives?" I was like, what about Dumb and Dumber? And he's just like, I think it's better than Dumb and Dumber. And after watching it like 12 times, I said, yeah, I think you're right. That is better than Dumb and Dumber. It's the key is the when you know laughs and they still work. Yeah. Like, yeah, I actually manage a baseball team. Oh, Little League? Fantasy League. If he wants fancy sauce, he should make his own batch. And, and the reason why is because every character in this movie is funny. Dumb and Dumber, not every character is funny. There's like five that are funny also dumb and i mean Step Brothers really has no plot <laughs> nope dumb and dumber actually has a pretty interesting story dumb and dumber Step Brothers is just like this is it dumb it's just dumber is honestly like a uh almost an action film at the end kind of like they're yeah. trying to get the briefcase and the money and everything <laughs> tell you man the the oven's hot don't touch it's still it's still hot even though you hands off I'll be honest, first time I saw Step Brothers was in theaters with Ronnie Cycli, and 
we didn't get it. Like it was just over our heads, or I guess under our heads. Oh my god! I mean, we laughed a little bit the first second I saw it. I was like, "This is the greatest thing we've ever seen." Nate and I have had this conversation. I was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't." It was the same thing for same thing with me for Talladega Nights. I didn't like Talladega Nights the first time I saw it. God, took me a couple watches. Yeah, Step Brothers. Like, I had to go back a few times. Because I don't, I don't know what it was. It didn't click. So, but when it clicked, it clicked big time. So every Christmas Eve, my parents would give me one gift. And I think I was in college. And my mom gave me one gift on Christmas Eve. And it was Step Brothers DVD. And we watched it. My parents never saw it. And whenever they said no TV for a week. And Will Ferrell was like, you're fucking high. My mom snorted and spilled out her Diet Coke. <laughs> and she's like, this is the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. Oh and I was like, God. my mom. Like, they, like, my dad was laughing the entire time. He's like, my God, this is great. Speaking of Christmas yeah. Eve, how funny is the scene where they open their Christmas Eve presents? Dale got whole cans? Like, I made a fucking list <laughs> for a reason. It's a new so wallet. Good. I have a wallet. It's a Velcro wallet, and it works just fine. I'm opening another present. I'm livid. Such like, a great movie. All right, Walt. Uh, okay, he's back. Never mind. Is that all you had, Matt, or Jeff some more? That's it. I, I came in hot. That's it. Hot takes, love it. You've had some, a good couple. Subscribe if you want. We don't care. Actually, no, hang on. Well, Everybody relax. I mean, Jesus. I mean, how we feed our kids. Uh, we got college coming up in like eighteen years for baby Geiger here. All right, I didn't watch much this week. Slow week for me. Uh, I'm still doing the thirty day movie challenge. I'm way behind where Nate is, but day six of it is your favorite animated film. And if you go back, I think it's last episode, but I talked about this movie, Ad Nauseum. And that is a goofy movie, which was the quote that I opened up the show with. Just a great film, great summer movie. And I, I said this in a text thread this week. I think Goofy's a really underrated Disney character. Because like, if you think about Mickey Mouse or um, like Daffy Duck, it's like... All they they don't really have a thing, right? They just have like a few quotes and no real character or personality traits. Goofy in this and an extremely goofy movie, he is a pretty well fleshed out character. Mm-hmm. A single dad who's a little bit clumsy, but is has his heart in the right place all the time. And I, I still fucking laugh when he trips and falls over something. I mean, it still <laughs> works. Uh, but the Max character is just so awesome in that movie. And then of course Pete is incredible as like their neighbor, their rich fat neighbor who is so out of touch with life uh there's a scene in the movie where pete is bowling on his rv that he has and he fails to knock down the last pin and he forces his son pj to run up and kick the pin down and then acts like he got a strike which is exactly how out of touch <laughs> strike cooler he starts like dancing and moonwalking up there day seven of the 30-day movie challenge is a movie you'll never get tired of and, Matt, I want to have a brief discussion about this with you. So it's a recent film, but I've already seen it five times. And that is the, the film Yesterday by Danny Boyle. Yesterday. About uh, the, guy, the world where there's the power outage and everyone forgets that the Beatles existed. Yeah. And I was re-watching this, and to me this just hits all the beats because it's great music. I think the Beatles are like very unknown to like the Gen Zers, so it's kind of cool to see them get a modern take on it. I think the story's unique, even though we don't get like clerical or concrete answers to a lot of things. But one thing I was realizing, because I actually watched this movie with my mom once, and she got kind of emotional. I think, and sorry, real quick, if you have not seen Yesterday, 
skip ahead like a minute because I'm going to spoil the end for you right now. But the John Lennon scene, I think, kind of is like a way for our parents' generation of getting to say goodbye to him, the more that mm-hmm. I think of And it was a really well-made scene because he's like, have you had a good life? And he's like, yeah, fought for things I believed in, fell in love. Was, I don't know, man. It's just, it was hit Got chlamydia. I mean, no, uh, that went no, away, but... No, nothing a few shots here and there can't fix, you know? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I just thought that scene was really cool. And they could have done it with... Like, he could have, you know, flagged down, like, Paul McCartney or something. But for him, he was like, who's the one guy that we didn't get to see how their life turned out? Lennon. Yeah. yeah. And even his reaction when he tracks him down, he's like, Peter, you're crazy. Because <laughs> he's, like, delirious. I don't know. I just love it. I, I fucking love that movie. I think it's uh, if we ever did a bracket of perfect movies, I think that's in there. I would disagree that that's a movie I'd never get tired of just because it's sad. I'd rather watch like Tin Cup or something that is happy, but it yeah. is a fantastic movie. And I it growing up with classic rock around my parents, uh, I listened to classic rock my whole life and. The Beatles were always there. They were always like, this is the band that started it all. But I never really, I guess, listened to them. They were always just on the radio. But this this made me listen to them more in depth. And just like Rocket Man, just like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, whenever you can take a deeper dive into a band and go to their like B-side shit and stuff, and I will even say now, the Beatles are probably best band ever and i don't know if i would have saw that uh or said that before yesterday but and I, this is a great movie and i think if you, if you think about like making a biopic about old bands like a, a lot of new generations are just going to tune out like why the fuck do i give a shit about this band yeah. from the 60s and 70s but this plot device by danny boyle first off there's a lot of cool elements like the scene of him trying to remember the lyrics to all their songs you know so that he can play them is like Classic us. He's like, Eleanor Rigby, what what about the sermon that he's writing? You know, what's with the rice? Like, he's trying to remember as he's playing. And then realizing a lot of other things that were never invented, like Harry Potter isn't a thing. He's like, I feel like Harry Potter after he defeated Voldemort. She's like, who? And he's like, I'm not even going to fucking touch that. (laughs) (laughs) What was the last thing? Coke? Coke oh yeah, Can I, he, he's on the private jet with uh, Ed Sheeran. He's like, "Do you have any Coke?" And the flight attendant's like, "The fuck did you just ask me for?" He's like, I mean, "Pepsi is fine." Uh, it was just a really interesting way to bring in like a young, or at least interest a younger generation in the Beatles story. Because even like Bohemian Rhapsody, like a lot of kids now are like, "When does this take place? The '80s and '90s?" Oh, I wasn't even born, so I don't really give a fuck. But this yeah. is kind of cool. Like a modern day spin to still pay homage to them. Last thing I watched before we get to Labor of Love on Hulu, I watched the FX show Devs. Um, Alex Garland wrote and directed this. He's the guy who also did Annihilation, 28 Days Later, and Ex Machina. And this is one I think both you guys would like. It's basically Nick Offerman plays um, like a Mark Zuckerberg type, like a CEO of this huge tech company. It's probably like 10 or 15 years in the future from now. And they're yeah. working on this, this algorithm that can basically like predict events in the future. And I'll just tell you the basic plot setup without any spoilers, but a, uh, a programmer at his, it follows this programmer at the company devs. 
or excuse me, Amaya is the name of the company, who gets promoted to the devs part of the company, which is like their research and development team. And he goes there, uh, and on his first day, he after work, he goes missing. And his girlfriend, who also works at the company, is trying to figure out what happened to him. It's eight episodes. It is a contained story. I don't see any way they could make a second season. Uh, or if they did, you certainly, like, this is a satisfying conclusion to the story. And it was really interesting. I watched the whole thing in, like, three days. And I've had a busy work schedule. So it was like when I got home, this is, like, the first thing I wanted to watch. So if you have Hulu, <laughs> it's on there. Um, very interesting. It's cool, too, to see Nick Offerman in a role that's the complete opposite of Ron Swanson. That's exactly what I was about to say. I'm interested to see that. I know you've been, we talked off pot about this and you've already sang your praises about it. So I'm going to have to jump on the train and knock this one out. Yeah. And I think you'll know after, I mean, you'll watch the first episode, you'll probably be hooked because the way the first episode ends, you're like, oh shit. Okay. And every, because it's, it was not built like a Netflix show where like they dumped the whole thing at once. Every episode kind of ends you with like a, oh fuck moment, which is always fun. Yeah, no, that'd be that's awesome. Yeah, I'm All excited right. to see him in that role. Yeah, I want you to watch it because I need to talk about it with someone. Like you watch something like <laughs> my fiance was like, I don't get this. It's not for me. So now I'm sitting here like, well, who the fuck else? Because it, it makes you think so much at the end of it. I'm like, damn. I'll get right on it. Like, uh, okay. Last thing, Geiger, of course. The uh, <laughs> Nate, even though you haven't seen this, I'm we're gonna get your opinion on this just as a human being. Let's with a show it. interesting in the world. So this is the reality show Labor of Love. We had episode three. Uh, now, Nate, if you have, are not aware, this is a reality show where a 41-year-old woman has 15 guys competing for the right to impregnate her. Hmm. She's pretty hot, too. She is good-looking. All right. Yeah. So basically, they show up knowing, like, the goal of this is to make a baby with her. In fact, in the first episode, one of the very first tests was to get all of their sperm counts to see like if someone's shooting blanks, you can just go home right now. <laughs> see ya. So <laughs> Matt, let me just start off with a quote, a great quote that I had. Yeah. So they, the part of this is an aptitude test um, where they, ba she's Christy is basically figuring out like how intelligent are some of these guys. It's not a, yeah. a deal breaker for sure, but if you can't read, she doesn't want to raise a kid with you. And Alan, one of yeah. the guys, has a great quote. He goes, "I'd rather masturbate into a cup than take a test." Yeah. Well, no shit, Alan. I'd rather masturbate than do like. Which is what he did in episode one: is masturbate into a cup, actually. Right. But is ma I mean, I get that it's a cup, but is masturbating into a cup, is that like some horrible thing? I was like, it's masturbating. Not that I, know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> that was a weird it's not thing. Not that bad, I guess. Sounds like a good time to me. I'd rather sit courtside at an NBA game than have to do homework. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'd rather have Duh. sex with three hot chicks and, you know, have to take out the trash. <laughs> good point. Real groundbreaking yeah. stuff here. Wow. What an analogy. And no surprise, Alan did very poorly on the test. They had, like, uh, a bunch of elementary school kids do, like, a, are you smarter than a fifth grader? And they were whooping the shit out of him. It was a bloodbath. Let's put it that way. Matt, right, any thoughts right. you had? I texted myself a few quotes, but I'll let you chime in here. So this show's better than The Bachelorette, Bachelorette honestly. And 
Kristen, um, God damn it. Christy? Not Stuart. Say it again. Christy is the main chick. No, no, no. Um, oh, yeah, Kristen, actress. Yeah, Kristen Stewart. No, 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 not Kristen Stewart. Kristen Davis. Kristen Davis, yes. From Sex and the City is like uh, the Chris Hansen or Chris whatever from uh, The Bachelor. But this show is fucking great. I love how she got rid of the trash. She got rid of the trash this episode because she got rid of the North Carolina guy with the swang that had a drinking problem and then thought his uh, his Hail Mary was, hey, if I make let's play quarters. If I make this, you have to make out with me. And he made it and she still wouldn't kiss him. Uh, that was fucking awesome. But my favorite still the Saf- South African, Jeff. He's the best looking guy there. Alan? He got her name wrong. Which, which actually helped him, I think. Helped him. Because she's yes. like, fuck, what, what did she's I like, do maybe wrong? Maybe I'm not, <laughs> you know, good enough for him. And yeah, that put him way ahead. Matt, the professional wrestler, which if you guys listen to the pod, I'm a huge wrestling fan, but he is a fucking stooge. He wasn't a professional wrestler. He was like the dude that on Saturday morning would get his ass kicked by Roman Reigns for kids. Uh, he's a fake he's a snake in the fucking grass and he needs to be taken out speaking of him so him and keith we'll talk about keith in a second him and keith got in that argument and matt goes i fight for a living end quote and i remember pausing it and i go not but really do though. You though yeah do you <laughs> and i will like never boxing. disrespect a wrestler ever because they put their body through hell and they are tough as fuck but you don't actually you're not like a ufc fighter and keith who is the angriest person I've ever met. He's African-American. You know, I'm just saying it. He That's what he is. And he's really angry and he's probably on steroids and he gets all pissy all the fucking time. Now, the other guy who's like a, uh, a, a back surgeon or whatever that took her to the uh, Atlanta Hawks game, which he thought is like, this is the greatest date ever. I'm like, dude, this isn't even the greatest date in the South. Like the Atlanta Hawks, no one goes to those games. No one yeah. cares. That He's guy, a front runner too. That's the guy whose mom looks like the reanimated corpse of Joan Rivers. Yes. That's hot. I'm just saying something. <laughs> wood. Wood smash. Yeah. Matt, one thing I want to get your opinion on. So Stuart and uh, Christy have the one-on-one date. How pathetic was it when Trent came over shirtless looking for his stuffed cat? Wait, I mean, what? That's, yeah, so there's this guy in the house Nate, named Trent who has like this stuffed animal cat that he couldn't find that night. And he thought it would be funnier and endearing to walk over shirtless to Christie's one-on-one date and ask, where is my cat snoots? But did they find Jeff, snoots? That, was he there? that guy too is a front runner. Uh, the CEO. He's Stewart? a front runner. Yeah. Did she send home the guy that travels all the time, but is also owns a, a funeral? Yeah, she did. Because she's like, I just don't know if you want kids. But the CEO, Thurman, I don't know if you know this, but some women, especially that are 41 without kids and fake tits, like money. So mm, that doesn't sound right. Is there data to back that up? <laughs> so I think <laughs> I think he might be uh, a front runner as well. Him, the South African with a high sperm count, they got her name wrong. Those are my two favorites, Jeff. Those are the two dark horses. Who's the really tall guy? Kyle? What's his name? Who he, All he ever says is, I'm 6'8". Like, that's his only personality trait. Yeah, but he he's um 
he's trending ahead too. I would put him and Allen as the two front runners right okay. now. Uh, one last thing I want to say. So Angelo, the firefighter snitch who got yeah. sent home, he, of course, was a class act. As he leaves, he says, quote, Christy is probably a four at best. I yes. usually go for 10 to 12s, end quote. Greatest quote ever. Yeah, and especially Jesus. great coming from a 44-year-old who with zero relationship prospects in his life. And I know we got women that listen to this pod, and I'll tell you, I, I will tell you the truth. Whenever a woman dumps a man, you went from a 10 to a 4. Whenever a woman dumps a man, you went from a 12-inch dick to a 1-inch dick. It's weird. It's weird. Whenever you piss off a woman, your dick gets smaller. Whenever you piss off a man, uh, your hotness goes down. That's just the way it is. Also, if Christy is a 4, I can't imagine what a 10 looks like. Christy's like a, a pretty high four. She's very pretty. She's not a four. Very. She's like a four nine. What What I love about her though, she's actually smart. She like is. she's not a like I've never been. I've never watched this show and be like, God, she's a dumbass. Like I have with the Bachelorette or the Bachelor. Like she's actually a really smart lady. No, she has her shit together. Which like you, I'm rooting for her, but also it's like less of a. There's enough train wreck going on in the house, and I think next week too, it looks like Keith blows up again, which is yeah. great. I mean, I my wife's pregnant right now, but I might throw my card in the hat, you know, Jeff, to get in line. Got to uh, put a lot of items in the fire, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Last thing I want to say, Jason, who got sent home, is an absolute mess. As he leaves, he comes back to piss in the bushes at the house. <laughs> That's, uh, can I tell you that he became my personal favorite after he did that? Because I love the guy that gets fired and steals a pen. <laughs> this is my pen. I'm taking this. It's mine. Like, All right, I, cool, man. That was like I, 10 cents. I guess. like it's, But it's not about the actual These object. fish have manners. Check out our Jerry Maguire movie. Concert. I'm sorry about the company I built. I'm sorry, but it's a fact. <laughs> so I'll miss Jason. Although, uh, after he got blackout drunk and threw up on night one, I didn't think he was long for the show anyway. <laughs> he survived another week. All right, anything else, Matt, you have to say about Labor of Love? That's all I had. Um, I'm, lo- I'm loving it. Oh, I can't man, wait to watch it tomorrow. It's appointment television, as pathetic as that is. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. All right, last part of our show. Banner's not here again, Matt. Do you think you can get us from here to there? Do you even lift, bro? Very inspired. This is our... Got it. Do you even... Yeah, I can't even tell Banner's not here. Our I'm question... Rodman. Pippin's gone. What do you want me to do? Question and answer segment. Do you even lift, bruh? And our Demon Lift Bro this week, both of you guys should like as Game of Thrones fans. THR reported Jason Momoa and Peter Dinklage are set to star in a buddy comedy called The Good, the Bad, and the Undead, wherein Dinklage would play Van Helsing, famous vampire hunter, the last in a long line of vampire hunters who has an uneasy partnership with a vampire in Jason Momoa, who has taken a vow to never kill again. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up Geiger, you had brought up a few, it was probably like a couple months ago now, that there was a rumor that they were going to remake uh, the comedy Twins, Twins, starring Schwarzenegger and DeVito. So uh, this is a twofold question for both of you guys. Number one, what do we think of the Game of Thrones alums reuniting here for this comedy? And would we rather have the Twins idea? Geiger, we'll go to you first. Okay, well, first, uh, I apologize to the fans because Jeff doesn't have any fucking clue about Game of Thrones. 
these people were in the show, but they've never, ever fucking interacted at all. They were in yeah, two the, different parts of the world. Yeah, the Dothrakis were never, you know, near... Uh, <sighs> Yeah. Well, I'll cut you off because you're Nailed trailing it. and you don't know what you're talking about. But um, <laughs> I would rather have twins because I've had enough vampire movies for my fucking life right now. Um, <laughs> especially with Banner, every single time he gets drunk, putting his arm around me and say, I love you, bro. You really need to watch Abraham Lincoln, the Vampire Hunter, which I'll never watch that fucking movie and his ever. And argument is always Anthony Mackie's in it, and you're like, I, he's, he's like fine. Anthony Mack. He like pokes me in the chest. He's like Anthony Mackie's in it. You need to fucking watch. It. I'm like, I'm not gonna fucking watch it. We don't need any more vampire movies. I like the twins idea. That was cool. Uh, I hate when people say like, oh, they have, you know, they have chemistry. They were on Game of Thrones. Like they never had a scene together. I've never seen them act together yeah. at all. Uh, obviously seeing them act though they would i think would translate better than the rock and kevin hart and we've got enough of those fucking movies so don't get me wrong i like this but i'd rather have twins other than uh, a fucking vampire movie so, i don't think yeah. people realize how hilarious both of them are sorry nate they're no, yeah they're really yeah but so it maybe this is obvious is this supposed to be a comedy Yes, it is a comedy. Okay. That so makes it a They're little... like swindling villagers. Like, Momoa is pretending to be this vampire who's going to kill them all. Dinklage yeah. pretends he hunts them in a town and collects the money. They split it and go to the next town. Yeah, I I mean, I'm excited for this idea. And I, I, I like it when movies or shows do things like this where you have two contrasting characters who should be against each other but kind of having to team up or something like that and a weird comparison but madagascar because i watched that recently where the lion <laughs> and the zebra are actually friends but then at some point his instincts kick in and like want to eat hit eat the zebra <laughs> that kind of thing why am i laughing at that <laughs> because it's a funny it concept sounds fucking funny yeah so that's what this kind of reminded me of. Yeah, the Vampire Slayer and the Vampire, and they're actually getting along. Um, so I like that. But yeah, twins, I, I really see the comedy there, and it fits well. And I actually don't know. I just saw a picture of this recently. I don't know if I sent it to any of you guys. But it's Mel Gibson, Momoa, and Dinklage in the same – in a picture together. And it has – it's like a meme. It says something about, like, oh, two proud dads with their son. And it's hilarious. <laughs> Like completely random. Yes. It's pretty funny. And it fits really well. Um, but no, I, I'm really excited about that concept. Because like I said, like two two characters are supposed to be butting heads or actually getting along and kind of duping people at the same time. Matt, would you be any more interested if it was kind of like parodying or making fun of vampire movies? Which I could definitely see this doing, as since it's a comedy. Not really, just because as a fan of airplane and space balls i think basketball is one of the last movies i've seen make fun of something that was actually funny now just making fun of something isn't it's just they don't know how to do it anymore yeah and and thurman thank you for uh showing us why we're not critics because taking them out of a movie like they'd be like and nate thurman says honest question is this supposed to be a comedy <laughs> <laughs> like, that's, that's how we review yes. movies <laughs> Are you trying to make me laugh? I just need to know if it's a laugh. Or are you being serious before I give my review? I'm coming in this dry. I had no idea, and also I'm a little drunk, so you know. Well, Nate, 
Nate and I actually have a recency bias where, like, we've but I watched what we do in the shadows, the movie. I think you're watching the show right now. Correct. Vampires can be good fodder for comedy, like if done right. Yeah. Yeah. I think. yeah I can see them the funny thing about vampires, and I hope this is where this goes, is like people historically have taken them way too seriously. It's like fucking yeah. chill out. And that's where the humor comes from. Like, this is a dumb fucking idea. I suck your blood and then I turn into a bat. How is that not a joke? Like, how are we... T- <laughs> how is this, like, the yeah. most fucking movie to ever exist? And that's what, what yeah. we do in Shadows does. They, yeah, they do a really good job of that. But I don't know. I'm going to give this... I mean, anything Dinklage and Momoa are in together, you would have... Especially a comedy. I think Dinklage is such an underrated comedic actor. And Momoa, even... At, Matt, if we just go off his Super Bowl commercial where he's, like, actually really skinny, can't even bench That's the so bar. Great. Take it! Take it! Take it! Take it! <laughs> he's, like, trying to lift the 35-pound bar. That was genius. And, and uh, side note, also, I think I missed when Horn said it's a buddy comedy at the very beginning of this, so that's on me. I don't know if I said that, actually. Maybe I did. No. That was minutes ago, so who, who could even tell? No way for us to tell anymore. All right, before we leave the people for episode 117, let's get our closing thoughts. Matt, yours are always profound and life-changing <laughs> with today. Uh, hold on, I just got a text. Um, please pull over for emergency vehicles. <laughs> Uh, do you think I, I w- we need to look at stats since Banner started saying that? Like, how many extra people have actually pulled over for emergency? Has he made I it? think so, less people. They're like, you know what? Fuck Banner. I'm just not going to pull over because he said it. I think so, he's actually causing more chaos. And this is a 100% true story, and it didn't trigger until you said that. So I'm glad you said it. <laughs> Literally was talking to Banner today on the phone, and he was taking his daughter home, and I could hear the sirens, and he said. I just pulled over for an emergency vehicle, and you've got to let them know. I swear to God. That's I, awesome. I totally, I totally forgot about it until Guy Wouldn't said it be something. awesome if he's like, you know what? I bet this emergency vehicle's got to put out a fire, but my daughter has to get home <laughs> to do her. Like, he just doesn't even care. It'd be fucking yes. awesome. It's like when the anti-drug guy gets caught with coke. He's like, look, I mean, still <laughs> listen to the message, like, come but on. I'm, not a, I'm not a saint. I'm glad you said that, or I would have forgot. That's I'm going to do story. drugs, but, you know cancer's bad so yeah you do be better than me you know what i'm saying do as i do not as say not as i do nate what do you want to leave the people with um yeah i'm I'm, I'm just drawing a blank right now uh stay safe out there um and practice safe sex i guess get your dog spayed and neutered all those things (laughs) stay safe can be part of the set actually both of those can be part of safety yeah you know the both of those involved fucking, so that was really good. Uh, I don't have anything anything wiser than that. If you can recycle, but if people make it difficult for you, fuck it, just throw it in the trash. That's on them. Yeah. Right, for the American Hero, Nate Furman, our enforcer in the paint, Matt Geiger. I'm the mayor, Jeff Hornacek, and we are the Bro Force Squad podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. Follow us on Twitter at Bro Force Squad. Type in Bro Force Squad as three separate words into Letterboxd, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and YouTube. You'll find all of our stuff there. And check out everything we do and post on our website, broforcesquad.com. Till next time, we will see you later. How much fucking animals are doing these days? Bye. Do they care about COVID? (laughs) 
Matt, what's the from Deadpool 2? Hi, Yukio! Hi, Kyo.